1 Samuel 21, 10-15 And David rose and fled that day from Saul, and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart, and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them, and pretended to be insane in their hands, and made marks on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle run down his beard. Then Achish said to his servants, Behold, you see the man is mad. Why then have you brought him into me? Do I lack madmen, that you have brought this fellow to behave as a madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will, I'm curious, when is your yeah. song, Saul has struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands coming out? You know, we're, we're getting it mastered right now. It should be out in, you know, four or five weeks. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, you know, this... This is more of a dance. I think but. this is just like the day or the, the age old strategy that we've both employed at one point in our lives where you let your <laughs> spittle run down your beard yep. and pretend to be mad. And a passage <laughs> that we all can, you know... We remember times like these in our life. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you do what you need to do when you're fearful of the king of Akish. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, or the king of Gath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this section, again, if you remember yesterday, you know, David has has finally escaped um, just kind of the um, being in relationship with Saul, basically. You know, it's determined. It's no hope at this point. He is going to try to kill David. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and Jonathan, they... They formed this covenant together, and uh, David left, and he he came to this this region where he uh, had some of the holy bread and took Goliath's sword, and then um, next he flees to this place Gath and encounters this king, um, and and so it's interesting that he uh, basically like his reason for changing his behavior, pretending to be insane to get you know out of the situation was because of this this song essentially. Yeah. Um and this this kind of reputation about David that he seemed to have of him. Um and just recognizing David as this this king who's greater than Saul. I mean it's specific. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not just David's awesome. It's like David had his ten thousands yeah. <laughs> and Saul has his thousands. And so yeah, anything that particularly stands out to you from this little section? Yeah. I mean so first of all, just to frame what exactly is going on. So he went, you know, he he is encountering the king of Gath, a.k.a., you know, Goliath of Gath, like, you know, his former employer, I mm-hmm, guess. Or, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously a relationship there. And so this, when they recount this uh theme song of like Saul struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands the thousands and ten thousands that are being struck down are like Achish's people yeah the Philistines yeah Yeah. and so this is a a really you know that's that's not like a good Mm -hmm. thing to be recounted in this Mm -hmm. moment for David's sake and um you know, I, th- I think this is one of those passages where it's really easy to be like, why is this in the Bible? <laughs> like, why can't, like, why did they have to put this in the scroll? But I, it makes me think of a movie that is not super popular, hmm. 
but it's called a ghost story. I don't know if you are familiar. I um, think so. It's by A24 who um, they did like Lady Bird and Last Black Man in San Francisco. Like a lot of uh, these very like mainstream art house, like kind of hipster provocative philosophical movies. But sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but a ghost story is one of those movies. And I promise this is like actually worth saying in my it opinion. sounds very, like this connects a lot to the, yeah this I, yeah i'm not like a big movie <laughs> reference guy so like humor me but <laughs> the premise of the movie is like it's this like husband and wife and the guy dies in a car accident and um everything kind of unfolds from that but early you know early slash like early midway into the movie there's this scene where the the female protagonist mm-hmm. she's you know just grief stricken and she just like goes home from something and like slams the door and grabs this pie out of her fridge and just sits on the kitchen floor sobbing eating this pie and it is like so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then the scene just lingers and it's probably like a five minute scene uh, and it's literally just the camera sitting still looking at her and she's like sobbing uncontrollably eating pie on the kitchen floor. And it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like not something that's in like most movies mm-hmm. and you know, but the art house like reasoning behind that scene is it forces you to feel the like discomfort and unsavoriness of, of tragedy mm-hmm. and of grief. And so it's interesting. And I, I think here, you know, if we can get past the weirdness and uncomfortableness of like imagining David drooling down his beard, yeah. acting out of his mind just to try to escape, you know, it we shouldn't approach this with too clean cut of a like, you know, how does this apply to my life thing? And really just look at the narrative here and see David is in utter turmoil and he has gone from being like the champion of Israel to acting the fool Mm -hmm. you know presenting himself like as a crackhead in front of this king just to save his own life and he's got spit Mm -hmm. all over him and you know like the tears have probably just now dried from you know telling his best friend goodbye Mm -hmm. and so before we get to like how do I you know make this make sense for me I would encourage all of us just to like sit in the narrative and and look at this mighty warrior just utterly, you know, humiliated and where the Lord has brought him. Yeah. It's kind of like a Job like moment, right? Yeah. I think that you're hitting exactly like the right note here because I I love how you brought it back to like, Hey, let's remember here. Like, yeah, we're talking about the one that was like anointed King Mm. and like, He's had to leave his uh, kingdom, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that he's rightfully heir to now. Yeah, um, he didn't have bread. He didn't have sword, and now, even further, he has to act crazy to escape, basically potentially losing his life. Mm. Um, and so it seems like the bottom of the bottom. Totally. You know, um, for the future king of Israel. Totally. And so, yeah, that that does just like. I think that is just a good thing to to see sometimes that God's with him even in this moment mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of great lowness yeah. and God's purposes won't be thwarted. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just such a great reminder 
that a lot of times we read the Bible is very like A to B, like God makes a promise, he fulfills a promise. God mm -hmm. makes a promise, he fulfills a promise. And then in our life, when God's promises are not just like, you know, coming true and being fulfilled left and right in our own eyes, it's, we are just like filled with doubt. Mm -hmm. And like, imagine David, like he's been anointed to be king of Israel and he he's lost it all right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even know if he's going to make it out of this situation yeah. alive. Mm -hmm. And he's covered in spit and like shame, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of Abraham who was like promised this offspring. And then for years and years, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it points my mind towards Psalms 63 or Psalm 63, which is a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. So kind of around this whole season where it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Mm -hmm. And the whole psalm, you know, I'm not going to read all of it, but it's just like this beautiful depiction of this war-torn soul who's like clinging to God mm -hmm. amidst, you know, being in this dry and weary land. Mm -hmm. And that that's just encouraging to yeah, me. Yeah, that, that's encouraging to me too. I'm glad you read that. It makes me think of the, just the word patience a little bit. Like when yeah. you said, like, we expect promises to be fulfilled like immediately. And like, God is so patient Amen. with his plans and calls us to patience, but that patience looks like clinging to him totally. in the midst of it. So totally. that's a good word. Yeah. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.